Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Folks, and welcome to Sure It'll Be Grand, a podcast of two Irish gobshites reviewing movies and giving you our unwanted opinion. I am Dan. This is Owen. Say hello, Owen. What's the crack? That's not saying hello, Owen. It's terrible. Jeez. Well, I um, did my best. Well, you did, um, which always falls short, but you know. Uh, we are the aforementioned two gobshites. So, Christmas is upon us soon. In fact, this is coming out on Christmas Eve, I believe. So you can thank us for our little gift to ye. We're sure the presents you sent to us will be lovely. We're looking forward to them. We understand the post is a bit bad, so they might not have arrived yet. But look, we'll be patient. It's fine. Uh, but we've been looking forward to your presents. Anyway, um, it is Christmas, and we thought we'd do something a little bit different and talk about our favourite Christmas movies. Our top five, even. Very original, we know. And, you know, we might as well jump right into it, unless Owen has some f- terrible remark to say about me. Um, no, I'll I'll think of something eventually, but not right now. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Could get like a plethora of yeah. material you could use. Yeah, to be obviously. honest, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. To be honest, yeah, our first, yeah, be fun. our first countdown, and it's it's Christmas, yeah. even though this year not really because it's not really proper Christmas. But we'll Christmas. make we'll make it work. Yeah, and. Um, you know, we were lazy, so we didn't do the top 10. Because let's be fair, you've all listened to top 10s. And about halfway through, you're just like, Jesus, what's the top three? So, you know, we said we cut it down. We do have a few honorable mentions, um, just in case uh, you want to uh, kill us. And in these honorable mentions, some of them are Christmas movies. Some of them are movies that are considered movies you'd watch at Christmas. Actually, you know what? You know what? I think we're going to ask Owen... On how we define what a Christmas movie is. Oh, Owen. shit. <laughs> uh, you're going to make me do this? Yeah, okay, because right. I'm not catching that shit. <laughs> how we define what a Christmas movie is. Me, per- yes. uh, I don't know. I guess they're generally, if you want to be strict about it, they generally will have Christmas as part of the plot. It yeah, it's usually s- at Christmas. It will be set at Christmas, but... Just because it's set at Christmas doesn't make it automatically a Christmas movie. But no. generally, Ooh. set at Christmas. You know, I know it's a, di- at a different time that people who listen to this, but I can already feel the anger through, like, yeah, the it's ether. It's it's like, oh, we know way. what you're fucking saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> on its way. But yeah, it will, you know, set at, at during, around, involving Christmas uh, themes of family and togetherness and love and generally family movies that everyone yeah. can enjoy and have a little bit of fun they'll have a little bit of a little bit of love a little bit of friendship mm. a little bit of magic it should usually teach a lesson usually what christmas is about you know can often involve that yeah yeah but look we have a few honorable mentions and so the honorable mentions have legit christmas movies could will which could easily got into the list but there's also some uh, movies which I just haven't played at Christmas so many times for people 
that they're kind of considered movies you watch at Christmas, even though they might not be actual Christmas movies. Yeah, that's fair. There's two, uh, there's three definitely in our honorable mentions that are not strictly Christmas movies, yeah. uh, as as I have just defined them. But they are played yeah. on RTE Irish television yeah. every Christmas without fail. So they've now Absolutely. become Christmas movies to yeah. us, to me, to you. Um, should we do this one each? Yeah, dive all in there. Okay, so the first movie, and I think it came out in 2018, or was it 2017, uh, is the movie Klaus. It's a beautifully hand-drawn 2D movie, to the extent that I think a lot of people who watch it are surprised that it's not just a CG 3D movie with some filtering on it. Yeah, it's very pretty in places. Yeah, it's a very, very gorgeous movie. And it's it's a it's so it's an origin story for Santa or like Santa Claus Klaus you get it, and you know it's about this village that has two families warring with each other and this postmaster that's come to the village who's meant to be like try to set up a post office and then there's this kind of hermit fella off in the mountains that likes making toys and it's it's a very heartwarming story how you find out who he is and. He's eventually the origins of Santa Claus. Yeah, it's really, 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 it's a really nice, beautiful movie from start to finish. And it's, yeah, it, it, I, I had it on my top five. It would have it made it onto mine, but we argued over yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just a bastard, you know. Um, Dan hates nice things. So. Yeah, no, it's said, not uh, like I have strongly urged Owen to watch yeah, this movie. He said, fuck at all. you, Klaus. <laughs> You shitbag. <laughs> You're all on our list, you heartwarming asshole. <laughs> heartwarming asshole. Now, there's a sentence. There. Anyway, shall we go for the next honorable mention? And you can do this one, even I, though it's weird that uh, you're doing it. I can't. I don't think I can do this one because this was your. This was yours, and I. It, to I be fair, the first one like, was kind of mine as well. <laughs> I know, but I can't. I don't know if I can't remember the last time I've saw. I've seen this, so I'm gonna go for it. Right? It's Jingle All the Way, which I'm pretty sure is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about him murdering people to get a toy for his son. He doesn't kill yeah, people. Yeah, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, no. so he probably does. Yeah. It's a superhero toy, and you know he he his son wants this toy. And like, look if you, if anyone's our age, around the thirty years old mark, you remember when like Buzz Lightyear, the actual toy came out, and there was no place on earth where you could get it because it was very sold out. And there's been a few toys like that throughout the years. I think Furbies was probably one of them. Uh, maybe. I don't. I mean, know. there's always a toy at Christmas I that I definitely like, everyone I, buys. I do. I do not remember anybody ever clamoring to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't, I don't think that was a thing. Nobody. I <laughs> think you were. I think you were just too young. It was sold out everywhere. Like Buzz Lightyear. Yes, Buzz Lightyear. Like it was on the you know tail end of when like the movies came out. Suddenly you could buy Buzz Lightyear the toy, and people went insane for it. I think it was on the news and everything. I don't remember that at all. Well, you know, they, okay, so that's Space T's story, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and eventually he becomes the superhero that his son wants him to be, and we realize the true meaning of Christmas is the heroes in our lives. Blah. But it's it's a lovely movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger's acting is as entertaining as always. I I don't think I've ever not enjoyed that man's acting, for better yeah, or for worse. Yeah. I don't think it's possible you not know? to. You'd want yeah. to be fair. And he knows it. He's, it's, it's like he, it's it's... You know, he doesn't choose the most serious roles, you know? Well, I mean, it's not... 
it's not acting really. It's just yeah. It's just him, he just walks you know? on set and said, "Okay, Arnie, uh, here's your Cuban cigar, and here's a superhero doll. Uh, do your thing." Yeah, just go crazy. What yeah. is the blood? Uh, I don't know, Arnie. Just <laughs> do something. That was my Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, Arnie! Oh, he's on the podcast, people. We got him on. Get to the jobber. <laughs> Yeah, he 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 he's had a lot of issues, so now he just repeats lines yeah, from his movies. That's how but, he, he just shouts things from films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, we love you, Arnie. Um, so the next one, a bit controversial to mention it nowadays, but um, the Harry Potter movie, the first one specifically, only is, the first one, it, which is called yeah. the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, oh, all right. Can you ever leave the Americans alone? No, ever. Okay, <laughs> it's not called the Sorcerer's Stone. Get your fucking. Yeah. To be fair, I think most Americans I think most Americans actually agree with you and they don't know why the editors and all that did that to America because that's, that's, it just seems like a That's the reputation Americans have oh. worldwide. <laughs> they're never oh. they're never gonna understand what philosopher But means. that's that's like, not even the reputation of America that's not the opinion of um like us though, because it was American publishers who changed it, not the British publishers. Yeah. Americans, yeah. So America, you have this opinion of yourself. Sort yourselves out. You think your own children are too stupid to know what a philosopher is? You really think? Yeah. When I was seven years old, I went, "Hey, there's a book called The Philosopher's Stone." I I went, "Oh yeah, I know what that's about. I know what a philosopher (laughs) is. I know what a philosopher's stone is. I know that that legend." No, you just read the book, and everybody, you just called it Harry Potter, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you read the book and they explained, yeah, it's just got lost of stone. Um, you can look at it in the diary, in the dictionary if you want there, lads. It's okay. Like it, the, the plot works whether you know what it means or not. Yeah, I mean, but it, anyway. They, they tell you what it is in the book. Anyway. So, like, it's a very Christmassy movie. A big part of the movie is actually set at Christmas, you know, and I think mm-hmm. everyone who's watched Harry Potter has seen that Christmas hall and the Christmas trees and the lovely food and it, it feels very Christmassy. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And it, and it yeah. is, it's one of the movies that's on. at this By, by this point now, I think RTE show the entire this, I know this year they're showing every single Harry Potter movie Yeah, on TV and they're showing some of them, they're doing like a double bill for some of them and whatever. But they have done, since they first got permission to show The Philosopher's Stone, they've showed it every Christmas. And yeah. it's always on at Christmas. And it's great. It's, a, it's still a really nice movie. And to be honest, even if you just look at the cover of the original um, VHS or DVD at the time, like it looks like a Christmas story. You know, you have all those nice blues and reds and the train and there's a warmth. It, feel, it looks like a Christmas movie to watch in general. Yeah, you'd probably, you'd, you'd probably think it was a Christmas movie. Yeah, if you somehow didn't know what Harry Potter was, you probably and it's got and it's got Christmas movie and it's got the OG Dumbledore. It does right? the best Dumbledore. Got old Richard Harris. Yeah, Richard Harris is fantastic. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm I understand they had to recast him, and you know a very good job was done, but Harris was really where it's at. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike Michael Gambon's Dumbledore at no. all. You could never say that, but they're very different. Gambon's yeah, and yeah. Richard. The, Dumbledore in the first two was very different to <laughs> Michael Gambon's. Yeah, I mean, that was a meme for a few years, wasn't it? Yeah. We'll continue with our honorable mentions, and it's um, Owen's turn. 
Um, the next one we have down is uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Which uh, is the other movie that's RT shows every single Christmas. Yeah, this is this was your pick. I this is not a Christmas movie, really, yeah. in my brain. I've never watched it's Star on Wars. RT every single year, you know, especially I've A New Hope. It's it. the first one that comes on, and I have never yeah, watched. No, I have never watched a Star Wars movie on TV. Really, you didn't like cinema I, or on a no, computer? I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't watch the original trilogy till I was like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, I and my first experience of Star Wars was the prequels. I probably yeah. and even then, I don't think I went to see the Phantom Menace in cinemas. Or I don't know if I, I. I honestly have no idea. I don't know where Star Wars has just always been there, <laughs> but for a long time it was like, yeah, I've seen Star Wars. Of course, I've seen. Star Wars, we talking about, but I hadn't seen Star Wars at all. <laughs> yeah. I just knew the characters from pop culture, and I went, "Yeah, of course, I've seen Star Wars." Pfft. Yeah, I've watched the original <laughs> trilogy, of course. And but in my brain, I was like, "I know Darth Vader's yeah. Luke's father." <laughs> but in my brain, I can never surmise that outside of watching the movies. Yeah. <laughs> young me, young me was like, "I'm not gonna. S- what hell? Why would I'm not gonna? It was. It came out in 1970 something. No, I'm not watching that. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm gonna sit here and watch Aragon 16 times. I don't fucking care about Star Wars. <laughs> Thankfully, serious. my opinion has changed. Uh, he still hates the original ones, but he likes the uh, prequels. I mean, I fucking love. <laughs> no, prequels, he doesn't man. hate. No. <laughs> I fucking love yeah, I mean, I, look, let's not get into the Star Wars com- um, conversation. That's a whole different video. Uh, which we probably never do because everyone's talked about Star Wars to the end of existence already. But let's get to the, the next um, honorable mention, which is Mary Poppins for me. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a, a choice I put down and you didn't really feel. Because um, you're not a big Mary Poppins fan. No, I don't like Mary Poppins. Um, but yeah. if I if I was to put something like that, I pr- like I probably maybe would have said The Sound of Music or... The Wizard of Oz, uh, maybe. Wizard of Oz, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Would have been more Christmassy to me, but you know, I I think look a you big give and you take. Yeah, but <laughs> I think a big theme of Christmas is family, and again, Mary Poppins is one of those movies that comes up usually at Christmas. It's this old movie that people have watched a million times, kind of like you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Factory, which isn't on this list, but should be probably. Um, you know, it's a Chris- It's a movie that comes out Christmas every time in Ireland, and it slowly has built its roots into being an Irish Christmas movie. Sure. Yep. Yeah, cool. And there's snow in it. I I remember. I think there's penguins. Penguins are very Christmassy, aren't they? Yes. They're yeah. yes. It's it's the first thing you think of when you see a penguin. Huh? Mm-hmm. Santa Claus. They're, they're yeah, wintry anyway. Maybe not yeah, really. They just live in the cold. They don't like. They're not like migrating birds that. Arrive in Ireland every winter. Oh, they wouldn't it be, be fucking class though? Yeah, just if they like, just, if hey, they just, hey, global warming, you can do it. Yeah, come on. I'd love it. Give if us penguins. Penguins just started swimming here every Christmas. <laughs> be incredible. I mean, look, puffins are fine, but like penguins are level two. You know, puffins. They do have puffins. Um, They're protected, so stay away yes, from them. And you can't eat them, Chewbacca. Just to make that clear. If you didn't know, um, in the movie. Uh, where Luke Skywalker was on that island that's actually set in Ireland and they had to CGI out the puffins and they just made them into those little weird bird penguin things. Anyway, uh, the next movie, you're going to suggest that you didn't watch. Yes, this my turn to read <laughs> another movie on the list that I didn't pick. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles, 
which I haven't seen, so yeah. I cannot say anything about like I really can't say anything about it. Yeah, I mean, um, I love the um, Christmas Chronicles. I I thought I'd hate it. I thought it'd be a cringy mess. To be fair, it is a cringy mess. But I know Kurt Russell just kind of um brings it together. It's fun. It's charming. He's a little bit of a. He's still jolly and he's still fun, but he's very much of a grittier Santa. I don't want to say grittier because he's not like I'm gonna kill people. He's not that. Um, but he's he's a little bit more manly, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, he he he, mm. he likes popping out the songs and it's a very nice, heartfelt Christmas. The child actors are fine. Um, I think that I think actually dragged the movie down a bit. And don't watch the second one. It's brutal. I watched it there like the other week. Fucking shite. But here we start. You thought we'd just have honorable mentions, but we actually have dishonorable mentions. And these are the ones that are probably going to get us crucified. I, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so come at me. Uh, <laughs> come at me. The first one is Elf, which I despise. And I will say, it's the only movie I ever walked out on in cinema. I just couldn't be bothered with that shite. Mm-hmm. And I know it's it's hailed and worshipped and loved, but maybe it's just Will Ferrell's humour. Um, it very rarely hits me. And I don't like cringiness in movies. If something's very cringy, like some people get like that little endorphin kick out oh this is so cringy this is fun no like i hate people who do um prank calls and it's like if someone made a movie that's continuously prank calls except the prank calls will feral acting (laughs) (laughs) secondhand (laughs) embarrassment yeah i Mm. mean i think we should quote that that's that was a good quote (laughs) that was good but yeah yeah. you did well did you write that beforehand No, it was just, came, purely just off, off the, the cuff. Um, I mean, you know it myself. I have a script for the rest of this show usually. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, but very heavily this scripted. Is on the spot, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and I will just say, this is not a case of like Dan, like watched Elf and didn't enjoy it. He genuinely hates it with every turn. I can make a point. It's I visceral. Say. It's it comes yeah. up every Christmas. So. It's me. like Elf. a sin. It feels like a sin against Christmas for me. It's like Will Ferrell took the proud flag of Santa and spat on it. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. I, I don't know what I, the proud flag of Santa is. I don't, like a... I don't hate it. I don't... I'm. It's not, it wouldn't ever be one of my favourite Christmas movies, but I don't hate it. I think it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, people's taste is terrible. So I, thi- I think it's weird. I think the relationship in it is weird. But yeah, no. I, I also don't like a lot of the casting. I don't really honest. get. I, I, I was Zoe Deschanel. I don't get how she's attracted to him at all. It's, no. It's uh, oh, there's this weird man child yeah. who's eating spaghetti and sweets together, and I know this moment was when oh, but actually his childful glee is what Christmas is really all about. But Will Ferrell, I'm pretty sure, doesn't have a soul, so I don't see it that way. It's like a demon masquerading as a child. A demon, you know, a demon. <laughs> yes, uh, it's demons. not just a normal demon, and you know, one of those soft, nice demons. It's demons. <laughs> anyway, um, you want to attack me now, but hold on. There's a greater sinner amongst us, because Owen, 
What is your dishonorable mention? I I hate the Nightmare Before Christmas, and not just actually no. I'll go a step further. It's not just the Nightmare Before Christmas. I hate Tim Burton. I I don't like anything with maybe possibly the small exception of Beetlejuice. Maybe, but even that, I like Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. I don't really like anything else that's going on. I think everything he Good makes... Good casting in, in that movie, to be fair. I think everything general. he makes is ugly and just weirdly disformed and awkward and not nice, not pleasant to look at for no reason. I think that's just his thing. I think his movies are overblown and I think people t- put way too much of their own personalities into I like Tim Burton movies and The Nightmare Before Christmas. And there's probably people out there saying, well, it's a Halloween movie. You're watching Halloween. I don't fucking care when you watch it. It's still shit. It's terrible. It is also set. Isn't it set at Christmas at one stage in it? It's the night. Like, it does do Christmas, doesn't it? It's the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's fucking... Yeah, but the movie starts with them (sighs) as just finishing Halloween. Yeah, and then they move on. What's next after Halloween? Christmas. Yeah, that, there's nothing in between. No, sure. there isn't. There's no other holiday. Well, uh, Thanksgiving, that's not a fucking holiday. It's a stupid thing. But it's just not a good movie. It's terrible. <laughs> First of all, fuck the Nightmare Before Christmas and fuck the USA, apparently, fuck to Thanks- own Christmas. today. Fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> fuck Tim- we should have done a top five yeah. shitty Christmas movies instead. Tim Burton's an asshole, all right? Just in general. I don't like anything he's ever done. Yeah, but what about Johnny Depp? What is he meant to do about him? I don't like Johnny Depp. No, that's... Yeah. I know it's not cool now because I know everybody's jumped on the oh, Johnny Depp was abused bandwagon. Uh, let's. Thing. I think we might be skipping this one. <laughs> <laughs> have yeah. I gone? Have I gone too far? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we want that heat, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. No, Johnny Depp's okay. I don't. Th- I don't think he's a an amazing talent or anything. Like he does one thing very well. I like. I like. I don't know what. Forget it. Johnny Depp, whatever. Helena Bottom Carter, no thanks. Tim Burton, go fuck yourself. All right? That's my take on the whole situation. And you thought I hated Elf. Anyway, let's move on to actually liking stuff. Um, Our combined top five Christmas movies. And now here we'll say, at any other day, there could have been swap-ins here, things taken out. But this is kind of what we landed on at the end. Mm-hmm. So, oh, this is interesting because after yep. his terrain, I know, like um, you just number said, number five, <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol. And mm. Owen, do you like the Muppets? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate them as much as I hate Tim Burton. I don't hate them at all. I just don't like them. I don't like puppets, and Mupp- the Muppets are slightly. Slightly better than regular other types of puppets, but I'm not a fan. Did watch them as a kid. I do, however, have yeah. an incredible Kermit the Frog impression. I played Kermit oh. the Frog one oh. time in a short movie where Kermit and other... I was going to say other Muppets, but it, it was just like... he There was fairy tale characters there too. I think Snow White was there. and It was like characters, made-up fantasy characters going to therapy. And I, I hold on, hold on. In case there's many kids listening... To our podcast, Kermit is real. Um, <laughs> yes, sure. Kermit is real. Yeah, so give us uh, um, your Kermit ex- impression, even not expression. That'd be weird. Hang on, I have to get I have to I have to find it now. I have to get this in. 
It's kind of like Yoda, but it's not. <coughs> Which is weird, because I can't do Yoda. But Hello, everybody. <laughs> My name is Kermit the Frog. So wow. That's, that's, that's yes. Kermit. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's what pretty, is? Yeah, it's pretty good actually. I, I, I can't be cynical there. That's pretty what, decent. Yeah. Get what others? What famous things does Kermit the Frog say? You are my it's sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. I mean, you know, who sang it better, Kermit the Frog or Johnny Cash? We'll never know. No, and that was Kermit. I, I mean, I could I could be the next Kermit the Frog. You never know. I mean, you know, um, Henson Company, we're here anytime you want us. Call me up. I'm free. I'm his manager. It's fine. Anyway, okay, so Muppet Christmas Carol, probably one of the most famous um, versions of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, <laughs> some people pronounce it as... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just you, you just said the Muppet Christmas Carol is one of the most famous versions of the Muppet Christmas Carol. See, that's how famous it is. <laughs> it, it has defined itself. It is now the yeah. origin. Although, they traveled back in time and killed Charles Dickens yep. and made this movie. This is the original of this story. It's actually Charles Dickens actually <laughs> writes in his diaries how some Muppets have traveled back in time as ghostly specters. And showing him the future, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a bit meta, but you know, it's cool. Um, but yes, uh, it has um, the amazing Michael Caine, uh, Scrooge, who, to be fair, seems a little bit um, too young to play Scrooge. I think he's he's not really angry old man at that stage yet. I think wasn't he? This is what like, I mean, this movie came out in, like nineteen ninety two, which so would have made really. Michael Caine only seventy five at the time. What age yes, is Michael yes. Caine? 902? He's an <laughs> old guy. I mean, he's not Michael Caine. At all. <laughs> Michael Caine. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, here, look at that. We're just going to do impressions it's for just, the rest of the uh, podcast now. impressions hour now. <laughs> yeah. <Michael laughs> anyway, yeah, Caine. so um, um, it's wonderfully played by um, Michael Caine. Um, there's some amazing songs in it. Um, like, it, it feels like Christmas when it's... Uh, the ghost of Christmas present that brings Scrooge out to see what's happening at Christmas at the time. That's where he gets to like see little Timmy and all this kind of stuff. And he starts getting into like a Christmas spirit. And you could argue by the end of that, he's kind of already learned his lesson and he's just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll do a nice Christmas. But then, you know, the future Christmas ghost comes along and that's just scary to be honest. And he's just like, Oh, you'll die. And he's just like, yeah, people do that. But yeah, it's a wonderful tale. It's heartwarming. Uh, the sets are gorgeous. The songs are fantastic. The Muppet Christmas Carol, I think it's high up on the list for most people. That's number five for us. Now on to number four. Owen, please give number me a four. Uh, this is one that I, I had felt that I had to put in. And it's... I'm going to start seeing a the theme with Owen, to be honest. It's, uh, <laughs> it's love, actually. Which... Yeah. For I think for a lot of people is their go to. It's Christmas. Let's let's watch Love Actually. Yeah, because you wouldn't watch it any other time of year. You could. There's <laughs> nothing stopping you. You could, and I have done it because it's still yeah. still a nice movie. But yeah. you know, it's Chris. It's a Christmas movie. It's it's Christmas, and it's just it's just a lovely movie. It's very well done. It's it's rare enough 
there's there's been a lot mo- of movies since that have tried to do the like seven different couples stories and then yeah. eventually they all intertwine at the end and it all makes sense and they all you find out they yeah. all are related or know each other or whatever and no like there's been all those stupid ones like new year's day valentine's day yeah there's probably a saint patrick's day one i don't know oh god like, i want to watch that one they have it set in brooklyn like irish americans yeah give it to me yeah there probably <laughs> is one I'd, I'd be surprised if there isn't yeah. but love actually was kind of is if if it wasn't the originator it's the best one uh, yes, it, absolutely. Like, yes. It's got it's got a, a crazy good cast. There's so many just really big yeah. actors in it, and um, and not just like it's not like all rom com actors either. No, like, no, like proper actors. A vari- yeah. Wide variety of it's them. A, like. It's a real who's who though of like posh British English accent accents. Yeah, to be honest, like you got Bill Nye, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, um, Martin Freeman, Kira Knightley, are all rocking around, and then Liam Neeson. Who, you know, famous for his posh English English accent. It's also yeah. there, <laughs> but it's just a really nice movie. It's very, it's it's got it's got everything you could want. Really, it's got it's got tales of of love and friendship and Christmas and cute little kids yeah. and and it's a nice it's a, a nice ensemble of like stories. Like I like I actually quite like movies that tell a lot of separate stories that kind of mm. interweave a little bit. Like it's I don't know it, like. You know, of course, I like long form cinema as well, and it's all good and great. But it's it's always a little bit more. You know, when you're watching a movie and you just kind of fall asleep to it, like you you do, you forget what the plot's going on. But here, it changes so much, you kind of have to stay alert. Yeah, and mm. I think it's it, it really works for it. Like it makes you care about these little plots going on. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Yeah. It's um, just a nice little, okay. easy to watch, romantic Christmas movie. Yeah. What more could you want? There's nothing nicer than sitting, cuddling down by the fire and watching Love Actually. By yourself, as you drink your third glass of wine. Wine? Whiskey? Right. All right, man. I drink wine glass size portions. Wine glass size portions of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Which is sadder somehow. If you want your third glass of that, I don't think you'll be watching the movie anymore. (laughs) Well, no, that's 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 why it's. Well, you don't pay much attention anymore. You just kind of <laughs> cry. <laughs> you've, watched, you've seen it so many times at this point. You just your body in like instinctively knows which parts you need to cry at, and you just go. Oh, yeah. He's at the door Owen, with the sign. Owen, 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 it's it's on an ad. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just a Vodafone ad now, but it's from Love. Actually, it's so sad. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's go on to number three, uh, which is. Probably one of the biggest, most popular Christmas movies, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Kevin, um, a young boy who's left at home with his parents forgetting him, and he has to survive by himself, understand that Christmas is about family, and, I mean, torture some middle-aged man who tried to break into his house. Yeah, he has to go, he has to go full roadrunner. Wiley oh, Coyote on didn't them. say Die Hard there. No, <laughs> no, I, no, that, that, that thou shalt not be named. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, yeah. It, look, it's it's heartwarming. I think like one of the big subplots that well, it's not a big subplot. It's a small one. It's, it's that creepy neighbor we see. Like the, he looks like a creepy neighbor. He looks like this old man who's sad and alone the whole time. And you know, Kevin's terrified of him, but. You know, over the movie, he starts to like warm up to him, 
and you realize like this guy is like Kevin. He misses his family, um, you know, his daughter and all that. And he, he looked nothing more really to see them. And actually, and at the end of the movie, we see them, you know, from the distance, him hugging his daughter and it's all nice. But there's a really cool um, like plot device used. When we see him first, he has a big bandage around his hand. And like it's bloody and like he, he seems to be hurt. When Kevin meets him in the church, the big bandage has been replaced with plaster. And by the end, when he's hugging his daughter, you see him wave his hand and there's no wound left on his hand. So it's meant to be this whole like healing throughout the movie, which I thought was a really lovely touch. Now, now I realize I'll probably never forget it again. <laughs> Home Alone, there's more to it than meets the eye, huh? It does, though. There's loads of um, continuity going on there. Like, that's not super obvious. I mean, and there's always the talk about, oh, they should make a new one with, you know, um, a Culkin reprising the role and that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'd be lying if I said, okay, that does kind of, does kind of sound fun. Like, I can't say I'd hate the idea. Right. Um, Macaulay Culkin playing who? The Kevin again, I guess. Just as an an adult crackhead trying to kill him. Hey, 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 McCulkin has cleaned himself up and we respect that. Yeah, but Kevin... Except when it comes to... (laughs) But the character of Kevin McAllister has strong crackhead energy. Oh, yes. Oh, is that in the comics, is it? No, it's (laughs) just him in general. Extended media. I I think he's, you know, I I don't want to know what Kevin McAllister is up to as an adult. He's probably a a criminal mastermind. He's probably like a bunker baby or something like... He just has his own bunker hidden out, like a doomer kind of thing. I feel like, he, yeah, he could, yeah, he could be that, or else he grew up to be like I don't know, like the guy in Catch Me If You Can, who's he's just a con artist, scamming yeah. his way through life, getting himself into fancy hotels and restaurants all the time. Oh, people always tied up to, oh, he could be, you know, who'd win in a fight, Batman or Kevin? It depends on the prep time of each one. What if we combine it and? Instead of having the same fucking origin story for every fucking Batman movie, Home Alone is the next origin story for Batman. Kevin McAllister like his parents is aren't the next dead. He's just He just loves planning shit. His parents aren't dead. They just fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> they just got in a plane. It's been 25 yeah. years and went, oh shit, we've left Bruce at home. Oh god, shit. That's what happens. Like the timeline got shifted. Like th- she didn't remember they left Kevin behind, and then they just decided to settle down yeah, yeah, up yeah. there. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara totally forgot. It's just not. No, go. Oh. We only have yeah. eight kids. What are you talking about? We don't have a ninth son. <laughs> There's a lot of children to look yeah. after. To be fair to her, like they are. They they have a huge family, and it's not just their kids. I think it's also like the auntie and uncle are there, and they have brought their kids because I think the cousin was meant to like the bedwetter cousin was meant to like share the bed with Kevin or something like that I know the dad the the dad definitely has like a class job I think he's meant to be like an architect man must be rich as fuck yeah yeah um, because like they live in a fucking nice house man it's a nice neighborhood yeah very nice neighborhood but yeah that's Home Alone Um, you know I I don't think there's anyone who's listening here who hasn't watched Home Alone I mean I think Home Alone is that one movie if someone said they didn't watch that be like where the yeah. fuck have you been? How have you not seen Home Alone? Yeah. Um, very weird. You know, you dirty animal. You know, in- interesting, animal, I saw I um, Rotten Tomatoes are doing a, like, a, a public, like, fan vote thing to pick, like, their best Christmas movie ever oh. or whatever. And I saw it as of last night, they were down to, like, the final four. And it looks like 
the final two is going to be Home Alone versus Home Alone 2. Really? Yeah. Home Alone 2 sucked. I'm sorry, A lot of people really like Home Alone 2. Why? That's trumpet. It does have, yeah, it has trumpet in it. I mean, he, you know, it's just a very small scene in the movie, but uh, Home Alone 2 is good. It's a good movie. Do you know, apparently the story behind it is that he wouldn't let them film in his hotel unless he could be in it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for him and who he is. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I think I'm going to give the pleasure to announce a second favorite movie to Owen. Number two is probably, it's my personal favorite Christmas movie ever. And it's The Santa Claus. The incredible true story of how Tim Allen murdered Santa Claus and assumed his identity. It's um, to be fair, the identity is also a curse. Like he's clearly infected with some sort of demonic possession. Tim Allen, Tim Allen is, yeah, he's infected with yeah. republicanism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and, um, you know, some sort of evil demon Santa. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, yeah, something. <laughs> like, I, I feel like there was probably like larvae on the cards that he picked up. And so could, yeah, it's probable. But yeah. the, the Santa Claus, this was <laughs> prior to whatever Tim Allen is doing these days. And it's so good. Actually, I think it was his, like, first... It was Tim Allen's, like, first step into, like, feature films after he got famous Tim for... Tim and Taylor, yeah. Home Improvement. And, yeah. yeah, it's just such a good movie. It's so... It's it's really rare that you find, these days, a movie that really so actively engages in the spirit of Christmas and that Christmas is magical and this wonder to it and all this kind of thing. A lot of stuff now is kind of... It's kind of like... People want to. It's almost like Christmas movies got infected by the Zack Snyder take on superheroes, yeah. and you know you need to see b- things need to be a bit more realistic, and not it's not happy all the yeah. time. Christmas is hard, and it's, you know yeah. that kind of thing sometimes. Or it's that, or they're like Netflix just pumps out one of their sixty-five Christmas rom-coms, all of which are great. Don't make me wrong, I love them all. <laughs> but you know, he folks, he does. He's I not do. I joking. Love them all. <laughs> but, but this, yeah, it's just really good. I like, I like the kid. I like, I like the really Jewish head elf that Santa has. You know, yeah. I like, I that like was the a nice fact touch. I think though, yeah, it was nice. I like the fact yeah. that their ZZ Top are in the soundtrack. I like the fact that Tim Allen decides to make Santa's suit flame proof and put like guns on the sleigh or some whatever the hell it is he does. Do you know just, the, it's great. Do you know the mad thing with all the updates they did to him and the sleigh and even in further movies? Did the elves just not give a shit about the previous Santa? Because they never mention him. No, it, it like never. He's just yeah, they, they never talk no about grief. who he is. <laughs> it's just like or, yeah. I so I don't I don't know I like I always thought I guess you figure that like the the Santa that Tim Allen accidentally kills in the beginning yeah. was the Santa. He was just the original Santa, and he like, and that's why you know everything uh, everything in his that he did. He'd been doing since the dawn of time, and he didn't really know how to do it any other way. And Tim Allen, a modern man, came in and was like, "Let's put walkie-talkies in my hat, and let's let's send people cool shit, and let's update my threads, and let's make me look cool, and that kind of thing." And beforehand, okay. it was like, wha- "No, I'm Santa. Wha- this is how I do things." Are you saying then that out of all the departments which are at the North Pole, the legal team is the mo- most advanced and modern? like branch of the North Pole Christmas operation because well it's the Santa Claus it's literally yeah. about 
the contract here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it but that so it's, but that's the document was probably written in 147 AD or whatever the hell whenever Santa showed up first, right? And that's probably why they didn't remember the Mrs. Claus until the second movie. Yes. Nobody had it, looked at it, these it, documents for so long. <laughs> they just cracked it out when Santa fell off a roof and they went, oh shit, do we have a plan for this? What do we do if Santa dies? And one random old elf just went, actually, yes, it's here in the bylaws. <laughs> Everyone went, oh, okay, well, uh, phew. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, okay, so obviously this is one of those Santa Claus movies where all the parents don't believe in Santa Claus, but the kids do. Mm-hmm. And yet presents still get delivered by Santa Claus. Yep. And the parents just... Just don't ask don't questions. Believe it. Just don't ask too but many questions, all right? It's fine. There's no need. <laughs> there's there's no need to ask that question. It's fine. Parents don't believe in Santa, so they don't get presents. The kids do believe, so they do get presents. And the parents, Santa uses some mystic mumbo magic to make the parents think they bought the presents. Who cares? Right? right. That man didn't get his weenie whistle. And then at the end of the movie, he gets his weenie whistle. He does get his weenie whistle, and he's very happy. That's he's a all therapist, that now, isn't he? He's a therapist, yeah, which is yeah. why... The wife is seeing him, and he's part of the reason why they think Scott Calvin is going insane because he thinks he's Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, which is, to be fair, in that world, a fairly like decent uh, reasoning. Oh like, yeah, you couldn't really you you couldn't say the mother is being a bit of a bitch here. Like, b- yeah. you know, in fairness to her, her ex husband thinks he's turning is telling the world that he's Santa Claus. Like real life, I am Santa Claus, a fictional figure, mm. as far as she's concerned, and yeah. and in getting a her son of weeks, in. Like, he puts on like two hundred pounds, grows a beard, and his hair goes white. Like, and no one goes, buddy, you need to go to a hospital. He goes to a doctor, like, and the doctor goes, like, yeah, you seem fine after listening to his heartbeat, which plays the fucking Santa Claus theme. Like, mm-hmm. and they just go like, oh, yeah, he's he's fine. Well, there's something going wrong with you, but we don't need to test this any further. It's like, who, what kind of doctor are you? It's just a family friend. <laughs> just a nice guy. <laughs> he just likes oh, dressing well, up. Scott. Maybe, no. oh, maybe he killed, like, the original doctor, and then he is the Doctor Claus, and he slowly turned into the doctor. Not Doctor Who, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just a doctor. And... That's yeah, how. Just that's how doc- people. The, the that's a doctor yeah. clause. That's why medical school yeah. takes so long. You actually have to go out and yeah. like murder a, a current doctor and take their position. Yeah. <laughs> it's only limited. And the thing is, like doctors have like regenerating abilities, so it's really hard to get them down. They just heal themselves, like as you like hitting them. You just said it wasn't Doctor Who. No, like re- regenerating. Yeah, no, I <laughs> anyway, the next one, our top number one movie, is The Always Wonderful, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, maybe it's one of those movies that not everyone has watched. It is a very popular movie, and obviously generations have watched and all that kind of stuff. But I think unlike Home Alone, I would say not everyone nowadays would have watched it. It's still no. very much hailed as one of the big movies to watch, but I don't think it's as much viewed as Home Alone would be. No, I, I definitely not among younger people, I would say. No. and uh, Most younger people probably haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. They probably are like me when I was younger and said, 1946, why, why would I watch that? Oh, look, yeah, because he sounded weird as a six-year-old. I mean? 
That's yeah, that's <laughs> what oh, I, 1946. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Drag a cigarette going. Like, uh, as soon as I was born, I was just like, God, Jesus, wow, an old film? No, <laughs> I'm fucking yeah. watching that. But there probably well, is, look, a lot of people do probably think that, and which is a shame, because it is, like, I know I say I said the Santa Claus was is my personal favourite, but it, it was impossible for me not to say It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas movie ever. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a it simple... It defines yeah. what Christmas is. So many movies have... I mean, even the Santa Claus, for example has some of its identity based on this movie it's uh, like if one of its movies it, it's all about understanding what's actually important in your life it's not being a businessman and making sure everything's going well it's about family and the people around you like every mm-hmm. christmas movie basically after it's a wonderful life has done this you know yeah so i mean mm-hmm. uh, also amazing the the amazing actor that is um jimmy stewart like just oh, yeah, i love jimmy like, stewart like as someone who does find it a little bit hard watching older movies, black and white movies, this guy just lifts the entire movie off the screen. Like he has such an engaging, like sympathetic character, and he is the average Joe who just seems a little bit exasperated with life and like mm-hmm. Jesus, what's going on? But he's also <laughs> one thing you said um, when they do the flashbacks throughout his life, they just had Jimmy Stewart as his teenage self, and I'll I'll get the moon for you. Yeah. And it's just it's just this forty-five, forty-year-old man, <laughs> like a teenage. What do you want, Mary? You want the moon? I'll throw a lasso <laughs> around and I'll pull it down for you. Yeah, just, but he uh, looks. He just perpetually looks in his mid forties to fifties. Yeah, and it's just like this yeah. fella's supposed to be just finished high school and this started. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, you know, the yeah. um, Donna Reed ki- kind of com- passes for, like, a high schooler at the start of the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> Jimmy Stewart is like, mm, I don't think this man Jimmy is Jimmy Stewart looks maybe like age. a teenager <laughs> who actually had to go to World War Two and survive. Like, yeah. maybe, just that, just, maybe he just fought a World War and he's a bit aged. Yeah. You know? Ironic, because he's the only one in the movie that didn't have to go to the war. That's it, yeah, very much true. But gonna, yeah, it's, look, Gabriel, is it, what's the angel's name again? Sorry, it's terrible. It's, um, Clarence? Clarence, yeah, and it, that little subplot is just this, you know, an angel gets his wings every time you hear a bell ring. And, you know, it, it's just, it drips with nostalgia, caring for your fellow man. It has dark moments in it too, but not in a cynical way, like in a desperate losing touch with what reality is like mm. losing the vision of what his life really is here's jimmy stewart ready to jump off a bridge and like kill himself and you know this angel comes along clarence and he, he tries to show him look your life is fine you, you just got tunnel visioned like things will be okay and that's what, what christmas is at the end of the day it's you know to quote doctor who i know but it's it's been halfway out of the dark it's you're half through the season. You, the light can be seen again, and you know it's this just this wonderful ending where all the people that have affected his life and help uh, how he has helped them, they come at the end to help him to say, of course, you don't have to worry. We'll sort you out, like you know. You're George Bailey. We ain't gonna let you go down like this. See? Yeah, and it, it, look, it's it's probably one of the best images of when he's. Like in the house, he's holding his family, all the people around us, and I think, like, I don't have to describe anymore, any more than that, because anyone who's watched this movie has this 
burned into their consciousness like you know mm, yeah. this wonderful image of being surrounded by a family and in the greater community like that's what and christmas it's, is it's ri- it's it was it was risky i suppose as well even when it was released because it wasn't a hit when it came out like yeah. when it's a wonderful life was released in cinemas in 1946 it was a bomb it didn't yeah. make any money and afterwards people were like frank capra can't make hits anymore he's done he's finished and it only became a big thing because it was the copyright. I don't know if they released it or it expired, but it, it's public domain now. So any is it? any okay. TV that's why it was became so big because any TV station anywhere was allowed to just put it on at Christmas, and everybody yeah. watched it every Christmas. And now it's like, yeah, how can we have Christmas without watching? It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. It's just part and of the thing. It's. And to be fair, to say that and then assume that oh well, then it's just by exposure. It's not true. It is a phenomenal film. Like, no, it's, it's a really, so it's a beautiful beauty. film, and yeah. I can you can see, I, I like, yeah, it would be disheartening to think that people would watch it now and not like it, or not, I'd just be like, just dismiss it as an old movie that people are just nostalgic about because mm. it's not. It's a, it's a genuinely, it's a thoroughly good, well made movie. And I mean, if if you feel like previous generations are kind of, um, oh, they don't know what it's like. Anyone who's a millennial listening to this, we all know it's like to be tied up in finances and troubles of that nature and trying to survive in that world. And we share a lot of that with the people who just survived World War II. Like, like there wasn't much money around. You're trying to make it as you can, like. And it's it's a story that's maybe more per- pertinent now than it's ever been before, or maybe yeah. just as much as it was when it first aired. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, I I I don't think there's a time when I'll be cynical about it's a wonderful life because it did this wonderful thing by not hiding the struggles of life, but also showing like what those struggles can give us as well like that community that you know if you do good things there are people who are watching there are people who care and you're not alone yeah and if anything is christmas that's christmas that's christmas that was very deep now wasn't it yeah that was nice you see you see when we talk about the balance we went from kermit the frog impressions and Talking about what if Kevin McAllister became Batman to that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, folks, um, Owen and I deeply wish you have a wonderful Christmas that's hopefully not about you jumping off a bridge and that you're surrounded by the people you love, even if they're not there. Even if it's just a call, a video call to see how they are. And if it's just maybe you with a couple of friends or family in the house, we hope you remember that your friends and family are there with you in spirit at the end of the day in the ways that matter. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A bit of a sentimental one at the end, but, you know, we can be sentimental and nice once in a while, can't we, Owen? Sometimes. 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 Don't worry, we're not going to become like this kind of podcast. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, it's a Merry Christmas from me. And a Happy New Year. And we'll see you later, folks. Also, just a quick message. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Fight me.
Astrolope.